welcome back everyone to chats with sweets i'm going to be recording my second episode today i'm very excited about this episode it is about life before coming to london and when i did arrive in london so i'm going to be sharing with you my life experience when i was in boarding school in uganda and when i also come to london and i went to school here as well I want to share this story because it's so important to me. It's basically kind of like the start of a life journey, you know, um, different cultures, different way of living, uh, all of basically new different things to little old me when I came to London and how I basically viewed life and the difference between living in Uganda and living in London. I want you guys to get an understanding of my journey and I'm going to tell you some stories where I probably got most of my morals that I kind of carry with me right now and I follow right now as well that, you know, kind of lead me through life. And yes, so let's get started. So as you all know from our previous introduction um, audio, I shared with you that I was born and raised in Uganda. I started going to school in Uganda when I was six years old. Apologies if you if you hear any background noise. I am coloring while doing this episode. Um, <laughs> so if you hear any kind of like scratching, it's my um, coloring pencils on my coloring book. So as I was saying, I went to boarding school in Uganda at the age of six years old. When you get to when you go to boarding school in Uganda, basically. You live there, so you need to make sure that you have a suitcase with you. And when you start boarding school, they give you a mattress. Um, so I went to Gaza Junior School. It was an all-girls school. I started there when I was six years old. So February is when the school year starts. So unlike England, where the school year starts in September, in Uganda, the school year starts in February. And in February, your parents drop you off to school. You go. If If it's your first year and you've never been to that school before, you basically have to choose houses and these houses are the houses that you're going to be in competing on sports day um ddm which is dance dance drama and music so it's like a dance and drama music not mini festival but it's like sports day but in the performing arts so the houses were ghana which was blue and that was my that was my house. I think maybe that's why I like the color blue so much because from the age of six to eleven years old, I was basically ripping the house blue, the house Ghana. Um, there was Angola, which is red. Those guys were, you know, Angola was a very. They never did much when it came to sports. There, to be honest, from what I remember and being in Gaza, Angola was very. They kind of used to come last in so many things. But, you know, that's that. Maybe it's because I was not in there. So the universe was like, girl, we're going to make sure that the house you're in, you know, is at least cute. It's good. Um, Then there was Zambia, which was green. Zambia was good. I liked it. I had some friends from Zambia. And then there was Algeria, which was yellow. I never liked Algeria because these guys would always win everything maybe that's why i didn't like them and with me being a capricorn with my um competitive ass i'm like i gotta make sure that i win everything but if you're in a sports day you know performing and doing races with people who are not just you there's no real guarantee that you know you guys are gonna win so i did my best but sometimes the people you're running with or in the houses with never did their best and stuff but algeria I'm telling you guys, 
Algeria used to win everything. I used to I used to wish I was in Algeria. You know, I used to be like, oh, I wish you could move houses. But you couldn't move houses. You are stuck with what you've been given. So anyways, when they give you houses, you choose your house. You, actually, you don't choose your houses. Just houses are chosen for you. You go in the houses. The parent, your parents take you to the dormitory. And in the dormitory, that's where you meet your matron. So this is the person who is basically gonna be taking care of you in a way or basically just you know overlooking your life to make sure that you're doing things right that you're following you know what you're meant to be following you're doing what you're meant to be doing so you meet your matron and then you meet other people as well you're going to be staying with in the same year as you and every year had a different dormitory so people in year one which is p1 had their different dormitory and the school was so big the school was huge because they had the dormitories in there they had the classrooms in there they had the canteen where you go eat and then we also had a garden where you basically sometimes um not sometimes actually all the time when you're in the older years you would go and harvest food and garden but i'll tell you about that later on in the episode so as I was saying, you get there, you they pack your stuff, they help you unpack your stuff, not pack your stuff. They help you unpack your stuff. You spend some time with your family, you know, and then by the time it gets to like six o'clock, seven PM, they have got to go. And you're not gonna see them next until probably another visiting day. So visiting day was the days where school used to decide and let the parents know that on this day you're allowed to come into school and see your babies. So your parents go, and that's when the fun begins. So you guys have to be in bed by, I would say, when you're in year one, P1, you go to bed probably by 8 p.m., 9 p.m. But when you're in the older years, because you have stuff like exams that you need to be doing, sometimes you can't even go to bed at midnight because you got to be, you know, revising and all that kind of stuff. So... When I was in P1, you go to bed at 9 p.m. And there's bunk beds. So everyone is staying in one whole big room, basically. And you have your suitcase under you. You have your you have to, your toothpaste with you. You have your towels with you. You have to bring your own bed sheets. You have to bring your own duvets. You have to bring your own pillows. Your own, you know, toilet paper and stuff like that. So you have all of these things under your bed. And by the way, it's not guaranteed that someone's not going to steal them. This is boarding school. People store everything. And so that's why, that's why I learned how to sew and knit because they used to make you knit and sew your names on your property so that people don't steal it. Anyways, moving on. So you guys go off 9 p.m. It's bedtime and there's bunk beds. You would always wait. My words got eaten over there. As I was saying, you always wish and pray that whoever is on the top, top bunk bed, if you're sleeping on the lower bunk, does not wet the bed because my friend if they do you're gonna be waking up at night with pee trinkling down your face i'm glad that never never happened to me but i know people who it happened to it's not a very fun thing to do and i never peed on the bed and because i was tiny i prefer to sleep on the top bunk i don't know why i didn't mind um so i slept on the top bunk so yeah, you sleep, and then this is when the day starts. By four thirty a.m. in the morning, you need to be out of bed. If they catch you, 
and you're still sleeping and i'm at home said wake up wake up gotta get this paper paper and you're sleeping hey you're in it for retreat they, they can pour water on you happily as well they don't care they pour water on you sometimes you can get bits you know in uganda they still spunk here in england they don't spunk people um but in uganda they used to spunk you so if you walk up late it's your own trouble and your own mess because listen to this you need to bring your own jerry cans and your own bensons and your own buckets. So if you work a play, there's a high chance someone is going to steal your water because you slept, you know, you overslept. So when you wake up, there's no water. Your water was stolen. Pardon me. And then you got to shower and go to morning prep. Morning prep is basically going to lessons and classes in the morning before before you have breakfast so people in the older years are the ones that usually did that because they have like i said they have more priority uh, priorities when it comes to exams they gotta focus you know you gotta focus on applying and making sure you go to a good school in secondary school and university and all of that so on and so forth so you wake up late your water is gone you need to go fetch water and before you leave the dormitory, you need to make sure that your chores are done. Because if you leave the dormitory and your chores are not done, the matron is going to come to class, get you, spank you while you're there. And the teacher as well will hope spanking. Because why would you wake up, not lay your bed? If you don't lay your bed, you get spanked. Why would you wake up, not lay your bed and not do your chores? What were you doing when you went to be waking up? <laughs> Anywho... My water got stolen a few times, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I never stole someone's water. I did. I stole people's water because if you steal my water, I'm going to steal your water. Listen, you would, sometimes you go to bed so late because you want to go fetch water. And then some waste man comes and takes your water. So I'm sorry. I am not going to go make the whole journey because remember, when you're making the whole journey to get water, time is going. People are doing their chores, they're ch- showering, and then there's a very, very high chance that where you're going to get the water, it is so packed, the line is crazy, that you're going to be there for the next probably an hour or so trying to get water. And trust me, it will, could sometimes it would take you an hour to get water. And if you're one of the unlucky ones who have morning prep, basically you f-u-c-k-e-d-e-d-f-u-c-f-u-c-k-e-d-e-d hey did i spell that right i think i did but anyways you understand what i'm saying you are fucked um so when you after you finish you know getting ready and doing your chores in the morning then you go to morning prep i remember this one time where I was like, I think I was in P6 and P6, I think 11 years old. Yeah, I was 11 years. This was, this was like a year before I left Uganda. So I woke up and did my chores. There was no water. So I had to make sure that obviously there's, I needed to get water and many people didn't have water. So it wasn't just me. So we had to run and go get fetch water. Went and got the water. Obviously it was just, it was so packed. So time was going and then you have morning prep. And there was this one teacher. Oh my God, I forgot his name. He was a science teacher. He was scary. This man would, sp- the way he would spank, ah. Sometimes I'll see and I'm like, did you go through a lot of trauma as a child? The more I think about it, you know, I'm like, did you go through so much trauma as a child that you want to be spanking people like this? Anyways, we go. Hmm? And this was like a Friday. And on Friday, and because I was in P6, on Friday, 
that's when you guys go to the garden and help you know get green bananas that you're going to be eating on sunday or you know cassava or um, sweet potatoes and stuff like that so the water is not you know water was stolen gonna go gonna go fetch some water you get there the line is parked it's full the line is long somehow you manage we managed to make it and go get the water go get ready shower we're running 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 to make sure that and the dormitories were quite far from the classes so you had to probably like a five seven minute walk from the dormitory to your class and it was like this one hill like you had to leg it oh my jesus you leg it, you leg it, you run you run you run and you used to see this man when you're going to class <laughs> you used to see him walk from his house because the teachers also stayed in school because it was obviously a boarding school it was easier for them to stay in school some of them stayed at home but the majority was staying at school <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna have a, a little sip of my turmeric and ginger tea okay i'm back um so the teachers used to also stay in the school <clears throat> and then you would see this man walking and he would walk so slowly. He would walk slowly knowing, clearly knowing and seeing people run. So this one day, we see him and you gotta run to class to make sure that you have your book and your pen and your pencil. You run, 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 run. Oh my God, we get to, I get, so sometimes the class you're gonna have morning prepping is on the same class that you're assigned to. You see how here, you know, in year eight, year nine, you're in years like, um year eight e for e for education so when i went to honza school for girls they spelled education so everyone was in eight e eight a eight d stuff like that so that's how it kind of is in uganda as well but my the, the class who was going to teach us in morning prep was not the class i go to and then you gotta make sure that when you go to class people can take your seats so people still sit so we leg there we leg there the guy, we can see him walking. Sadly, oh my God, it was so close. I was so close. I did not make it. And when you don't make it, he closes the door of the classroom, which means you cannot get in. In Uganda, you know, it's not like here in England when you can just open the door and be like, sorry, miss, sorry, I'm late. I'm popping. No, 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 no. You stay outside. He teaches for like t 10, 15 minutes. Everyone outside, obviously, all of us who are late. <laughs> And then you can also see your friends walking up who are also late, and you look at each other like, yeah, we're going to get beats today. So he's teaching, teaching half an hour, half an hour goes past and he's like, okay, I'll be back. I need to go to talk to the guys outside. He comes out with his little stick, his little wooden stick. And he comes out and he's like, okay, um, I want all of you to tell me why you were late one by one and you're going to get, and how many, how many spunks I should give you. Like imagine how messed up that is. They tell you, tell me why you were late. And if your reason is not good enough, remember when I said, let's say you did not do your chores. <laughs> so it's going to spank you more for that. So you'd be like, how messed up that? He asks you why you were late and how many spanks to give you. What kind of person does that? Anyways, so which is my turn. Why were you late? You know, um, I woke up a bit late and because I went to bed late yesterday and then someone stole my water. So I had to go get water. And he was like, okay, is that my problem? Why didn't you wake up a bit earlier to go get the water? Nothing to say. He's like, okay, lay down. <laughs> lay down. You lay down. And I thought he's going to spank me on my bum. Do you know what he said? Take off your shoes. I said, yes, so Crystal. This man just told me to take off my shoes. Are you telling me he's going to sp spank the bottom of my feet? And guess what? 
he did. And that is the day we go into the garden to be fetching food for everyone to be eating on the weekend. How are you messing up my feet before I collect food for you? You know, I'll probably eat the food when I'm, when I'm in the garden because what the hell? What kind of person does that? The more I think about it, I'm like, that was messed up. You know, teachers shouldn't be doing that to students. But, oh, well, that's Africa. That's Africa for you. That's Uganda. And maybe that's why people in Uganda have, you know, so much respect for their teachers because they don't want to be spanked. They don't want to get in the situation. Anyways, moving on. So, I'm now going to be talking about when I arrived in London. So, before I arrived in London, when I was in P6, that's when I left, like, 11 years old. Um, I knew I was going to come to London, but I didn't know when. You know, you know when people say that you should not be telling people your business. So, I was going around telling people, I am going to London. I am not coming back this year. You guys are not going to be seeing me this year. I am not coming back. The year goes past. I come back. Everyone's like, oh, oh, Julie. Because, um, you know, people don't call you by the English name. Because it's Africa. They call you by your African name. So they used to call me, oh, Julie. They used to be like, oh, Julie. Yeah, you said you're going to be going to Africa, to London. How come you came back again? You know, um, uh, it's just, it's happening. Just don't know. It's going to be happening. Don't know when. So this goes on for like, a few, I'm not going to say a few years, but a few months when I'm saying I'm going to go, but then not going and coming back to school. And then in November of 2009, I found out that I'm going to be coming to London. I told some of my closest friends, I mean, this time I knew for sure that I'm not going to be um coming back to Uganda to that school. So I told the people who were very close to me, the ones that I trusted, because this time I let my lesson not to be blabbing, you know, your business to people. Evil eye is real. So I told my close friends, I was like, guys, I'm going to be leaving. I told the headmistress. The headmistress was amazing to me because um, she was helping me and my mom in the process of me going to England. So she knew I was going to be living in London. So she wasn't very strict on, she told the teachers not to be very strict on, you know, classwork and stuff like that, because she was like, she's not coming back. So there's no really need for you guys to be, you know, too much on her case and stuff like that. So I find out in November that I'm coming. I tell my friends, I'm like, guys, I'm going to be leaving you guys. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be going to England. I'm going to be going to the Queensland and I'm going to be a English person. So January 20... Oh, no, let me even get the dates right. Let me scratch my brain a bit and remember that. 29th of January, 2010. Sweetney comes to London. Sweetney makes her way to London. Um, I remember the I remember ex- the exact moment when I landed. Um, I came with some of my mom's friends. And I remember when I saw my mom. I haven't seen I hadn't seen my mom for eight years. So I hadn't seen my mom since I was four years old. Um, you know, some of you may know that in Africa it's not easy to get money. So if you want your children to be going to a really good school, some parents have to sacrifice so much, you know, to make sure that the ch- child has a good school. And my mom was able to do that for me. And I'm very thankful, thankful and blessed to have her in my life. Um, you know, she came to London, was able to work, and I went to an amazing school in Uganda. Had an amazing, great life in Uganda, um, thanks to her, because she was here in London working hard. She left me in Uganda when I was four years old, and I next saw her when I was 12. So I hadn't seen her for eight years. And I remember the exact moment when I saw her. 
you know when you dream of seeing someone but then now it's actually happening oh my god i think i dropped my suitcase i dropped everything i had in my hand she had a teddy bear in her hand she dropped it and we ran, ran up to each other and i held her and she held me and oh my god there was tears everywhere there was crying everywhere there was sniffling there was everything but that was one of the greatest moments of my whole life so then I made my way to England and I remember it was sunny that day. Um pardon me. It was sunny that day. I'm gonna have another sip of my tea while I <laughs> recall back the memories. Mm. So it was sunny that day, but obviously it was in January, so it's cold. But I didn't know this. I didn't know that it's cold. I thought the weather is just normal weather like it is in Africa. Hey. I come in a little cute dress and tights. I didn't, you know, spend too much time at the airport to be like, oh, this is cold. The moment I got there, we jumped in the car, drove to North London because my mom lived in North London by Tampa Clan ends. So we get in the car and I'm like to my mom, oh, this weather is really nice. I'm, I don't think I need my jacket. She gave me a jacket. And I was like, I don't think I need it. She was like, oh, okay. Well, you suit yourself. So the first meal I had, I think, was McDonald's. This is when we were doing a McDonald's Happy Meals. Oh, my God. Guys, the first time I had McDonald's, I was like, what is this? No, they gave me apple pie. I did not like the apple pie. I, I don't know why. I just was not a fan of that. But the chicken, not chicken, the egg McMuffin. I remember the, the fries. Imagine being someone who's never eaten Western food before. And then you come here and you have McDonald's. It's a completely different taste, you know, but it's, especially for 12 year old, it's exciting. I was like, oh my God, this is different. This is exciting. This is nice. I like it. I like it. So make my way here in London. My mom applies for schools. And while I'm in the process of waiting to go for schools, obviously I'm chilling at home doing nothing and this is when i discovered disney channel i didn't have disney channel in uganda even though they do when you have dstv but i didn't because i was in boarding school so when i did go back to Uga, um home it was seeing family seeing cousins playing with them not watching tv what i did watch some disney movies my mom my mom used to send dvds first watch movies but anyways first first wind to me coming to england i discovered disney channel so imagine being a 12-year-old discovering Disney Channel and seeing Suit Life on Deck and um, High School Musical, Hannah Montana, Rave, that's so Raven, Wizards of Wavy Place. Oh, my God. I was like, what world am I in? It was, I had a crush on Zach and Cody. I don't know why. I mean, they were cute. We all know that. You know, it was so overwhelming to me. I was like, what is this? And the fact that I can just stand on the TV. But my mom was very... Hey, mom, I love you for this. Thank you. Because if you didn't do this for me, you know, I'd probably be a TV head. My mom was like, you don't, not you don't turn on the TV because you did not pay for the bills. So I'm telling you guys, I never turned on the TV until I asked my mom. Mom, is it okay if I turn on the TV? And... At the time, I used, I used to hate it. You know, I used to try snake seeing the TV. But my mom would know if I watched the TV. I don't know how the hell she would know, but she would. I think the, the TV would overheat up. So I used to ask my mom, can I watch the TV? And the moment she said yes, I used to rinse out Suit Life on Deck, Suit Life of Zach and Cody. This is when I also first saw High School Musical. And there was this one time, I think it was like in 2010 or 2011, 
when they were showing Disney Channel Valentine's Day and they was putting on the song by um oh god i forgot her name i think it's Cher. sometimes i feel like throwing my hands up in the air and they showed zach efron oh my jesus i fell in love i was like who is this man how can he be looking like this how come they don't have these people in uganda Woo! anyways let me relax let me relax i'm coming with my story so chilling watching disney channel and then i find out that i go into a school and the school I got into, I'm sure some of you had before, Ponzi School for Girls. All the way in Crouch and loved the school. You know, I, I liked that school. It was very, um, it built me as a young woman. I am like, I mean, everything that you live through life builds you as to the person that you are. But Ponzi School for Girls was a coming from Uganda and you know, going to an old girl school in Uganda and then coming to another old girl school. It was, I feel like it was, um, I didn't want to, but the transition was so much better and easier because it was kind of similar grounds from what I had before. So I went to, I came to Honda School for Girls and I remember the first day I went to, the first day I stepped school, foot in that school was May 10th, 2010. And it was a sunny day and I remember... I remember waking up, my mom was like, I want you to be ready by 8 o'clock. But I thought she told me to wake up for 8 o'clock. So I got up for 8. I was meant to start on the 9th, actually, of May. And I got up late. So my mom was like, ah, oh, so you're late. You got up late. We're not going to be able to go to school. So she called them in saying, I'm feeling nervous. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to come. But anyways, before going to school, they, you know, they give you, they say, come for a day to see the people, to see the teachers and all that kind of thing. So I go to the school. And this is when I meet the first person um, who is going to be helping to show me around. Joeria. Hey, girl, I hope you're listening. If you're listening to this, I'm saying hi to you. But <laughs> come here saying I hope you are because I hope you're listening to this. But I want to say thank you for the amazing, you know, ease of that Western life to a new Ugandan person. She's Ugandan as well. So she helped me kind of ease into where the fact that she was similar culture made it easier for me. Anyways, so you go and you, you you meet a few students, you know, like school ambassadors. You meet some teachers that are going to be your teachers before you actually start school. And then I was in the office. I remember I was, I think, Miss Chapman's office. Anyone who went to Honzi, you know, Miss Chapman. Shout out to Miss Chapman. She was a G. So we sit in the office. They're like, okay, well, welcome to Honzi. This is going to be a new school. La, 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 la. We sit down. And then they ask, you know, I've never been asked things like this before. The woman says, what would you prefer to be called? I'm like, um, Ivy, you know, because in Uganda, they call me by your Julie. They didn't call me. They didn't give me option to be like, what should we call you? And that's the difference about being in a Western community and African community. You know, here people have choices. People are asked, what do you want to do? What's this? But over there. The people who are older than you are like, I know best, so I'm going to decide what's best for you. It's changing now, but before when I was living there, that's how things were. So the woman was like, what do you want to be called? I was like, um, Ivy, I don't know. And I remember my mom was so mad. Mama, do you remember how mad you were that I chose Ivy and not Sweetney? And I remember for the whole ride back home, Mama was telling me, how can you choose Ivy? Don't you love your name, Sweetney? And I'm just sat here confused because I'm like, this is the first time I've experienced someone asking me for my opinion. Not even just someone, someone who is older than me. And then because obviously I lived in Uganda, I didn't see many white people. A white woman, you know, is older, is asking me what I want to be called. I don't know. 
in that moment, I was like, I don't know, Ivy. So my mom told me, had a go at me for not choosing Ivy, da, 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 not, for not choosing Sweetney, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it didn't last for that long. And then, like I said, I was meant to start on the 9th, but I was I woke up play. And then on the 10th, I went to class. And I remember the first class I was in was English. I don't remember the teacher, the name of the teacher, but it was 8A. I remember specifically 8A. And I remember walking into class and everyone, and the teacher's like, Hello, everyone. This is Whitney. She just come from Uganda. Um, Welcome her. Hey, Sweetney, hi. And I was fresh, you know, I had a fresh accent. I'm sure my accent hasn't gone. I really hope it never does. But my accent was fresh. All of you guys who went to Honza with me, I'm sure you remember the freshness I had when I just came in year seven. And then they said, they do the register. Then they get to my name. And guess what I say, guys? You know how we've been saying, here, 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 miss. I said, present. Because that's what you do in Uganda. In Uganda, when they ask... The one they read the register, people say present. They don't say here. They say, I am present. I am here today and I'm present. And everyone started laughing. I was so confused. I was like, um, why is everyone laughing? <sighs> no, okay. You know, I was kind of, I was very lucky to have, um, to be stubborn as a person that people didn't face me. I didn't get bullied that much coming here. But people did call me a freshie, but I never took it as, I never felt someone or I never felt so upset within me as a person and i remember one time i was on like it was like break time and someone asked me i know i i remember them and i know them i'm not gonna say your name i'm gonna say salina so salina asked me and was like so you know you're freshy right um i was like okay what does that mean and i remember my amazing friend my beautiful, beautiful friend. I'm gonna say her name because she's a great, she's a G, Jancila Ayaze, Miss Janie. I remember Janie jumping in at this point and helping me out. And I was like, she was, I was like, what's a freshie? And Janie was like, a freshie is basically someone who they assume that has come on a boat. And obviously, because you're from Uganda, people are assuming that you're coming on a boat. And I looked at her and I was like, uh-uh, but I didn't come on a boat. I came on a fly. But I was so naive. I feel like someone was trying to bully me. And I was like, no, I came on a fly. And Jenny was like, yeah, see, she came on a fly. Not everyone who comes from Africa comes on boats. Thank you, baby girl. I really appreciate you. You you, you stood with me in so many years in um in um secondary school even though my mom didn't like you but it's fine it's okay i'm sure <laughs> anyways moving on um so they asked me am i a freshie and i was like no i'm not a freshie i didn't come on a boat i came on a fly but my mind i was like what kind of fuck bloody let me not even swear too much what kind of bloody idiot thinks i came on a boat but this is before i found out the stereotypes about immigrants living in england you know all the things can add up and they somehow make sense. So I was like, no, I didn't. And they were like, oh, okay. And then they asked me another question. So you speak English? I was like, yes, clearly I'm speaking to you right now. Do you do you guys learn English in Uganda? And I was like, yes, we were colonized by the British, um, the by the British people them. So yeah, we do speak English. It's one of the like when I was in boarding school in Uganda, you had to make sure that you speak you spoke English, or else you get in trouble, which is a bit messed up because you should be speaking your own mother tongue, but brainwashed, you know. So they said if you don't speak English, you're gonna get spanked. So I was like, definitely, I speak English. I'm speaking to you right now. But you know when people are trying to take jabs at you, but I'm not noticing these jabs. I just see it as someone asking no more questions about my life. 
And then this one other time, I remember I was in DT, Design and Technology. We were making pizza. I had this, it's like a few weeks after I just arrived, I was in Miss James' class. Shout out to Miss James. She was a G. So I'm chilling on the table, sitting down. I'm not going to say this person's name either because, you know, no need to. Um, so I sit there and this girl asks me. She's like, she doesn't even ask me. She says something. She says, Sweetney. I said, mm-hmm, what's up, girl? She say, do you know you are a slave? I said, eh, do I know I was a hey? I slave. I slapped her. I slap. I swear to you guys. I swear to you. I slapped her. I slapped her. The whole class turned around and looked. And Miss James, the poor woman, was like, "What happened?" As a miss, she called me a slave. And she was like, "Oh, okay, okay, guys, come outside. Come outside. This is." Okay, this is when I had no idea. I mean, I knew what slave was, but because they don't teach us much about um, slave trade in Uganda, I was not really completely aware and understanding of how deep and the, you know, comment was when I speak about it now. But before I was like, you know, I'm not happy they called me a slave, but I don't know where it's coming from. Anyways, this girl was Jamaican as well. So I was like, slapped her. I was like, um, no, you don't call me that. And then the teacher took me outside and was like, they took us outside separately. So she said in class and I was outside. The teacher, Miss James was like, Sweetney, friend, here in England, we do not slap people. Because, you know, I'm like, I thought I was in Africa for a minute, but my brain just reacted i was like how dare you so i slapped her she was like listen you don't slap people because that's abuse like listen you could literally get kicked they can kick you out of school because you slapped her and i'm like i completely understand but she called me a slave you know and the teacher was like yes i know i'm gonna talk to her about it and i think we should just squash it and leave it to this so they take her outside and then they ask her da, 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 and then she comes back and she apologizes i'm sorry Sweetney, for calling you a slave i was like it's fine and we left it to that but that was the only kind of like big thing that happened to me when i had just arrived from uganda and started started um going to the old girl school honze school to honze school for girls shout out honze um but yeah that's one of the i feel like that's kind of the main highlight that i remember being in honze excuse me i had another sip of my tea um that's another highlight i remember me being in honze there's so many other things i remember but I'm going to be sharing this with you in my next next and upcoming episodes. But I just want to say thank you all for being here and joining me and being on this journey with me again. I really appreciate you and I really hope you enjoyed my little breakdown of my life in Uganda and my life when I came to London. Thank you so much for tuning in. And... I just want to kind of like reflect on um, me discussing um, this kind of topic with you guys, how it made me feel and what kind of emotions that rose up, you know, but going back and recalling my memories and sharing this with you guys as well, you know, on my podcast, it's pretty like, you know, life experiences are private, but then me deciding to make it public with you guys, you know, made me nervous, but I'm very excited and sharing this life journey with you guys had made me, has made me feel more at ease and more thankful. And I feel in a way privileged as well to be able to have experienced living and studying in 
my homeland and then also living and studying in another kind of community you know not many people have the difference in culture the difference in growing up the contrast because i am able to sit here and i'm like you know what i have gained and learned so much gained so much knowledge from living two basically two different lives living in uganda and living in england i'm able to say that i've grown up and i'm very proud of the young person that i've become due to my life experiences i have learned so much about myself about life about my country about this country and telling you my life experience as well has made me i feel a bit tearful but i've not you know you guys have not i've not had the change of voice of me becoming tearful but like i say said it's been an amazing experience to talk about this and open up a bit more about me as Sweetney Ivy Akirol Ojule to each and every one of you and I really hope this is such a um amazing podcast for you to listen to and feel the need to want to you know share life experiences with your friends and people who don't know you and because i'm sure so many people and so many of my followers i'm sure some of us have similar experiences i'm sure some of us you know have been in each other's shoes but in different life paths and stuff so yeah i'm thankful to be able to share this journey with you guys and i thank you thank you all all of you for tuning in i want to thank my mama for being amazing and being such an amazing empress queen for supporting me in my life journey, in coming here, in making sure that I have a good education. I'm thankful for that. And I am also thankful for Gordon Brown for <laughs> Gordon Brown with the G. I thank him for you know, allowing me and making my journey coming to England easy because right now people are not very are not having it easy at all, you know. Conservative party is not making things easy for the immigrant immigrants and the immigration laws are pretty complicated so i'm thankful for have been able to come here without much commotion as others are dealing with and that's it for today's episodes on chats with sweets i cannot wait for you guys to tune in for my third episode thank you all peace and love and speak soon ashay ashay ashay